It's your radio sisters. I'm Rachel. I'm Bo. And I'm Allie Cat. Well, we're singers, songwriters, and sisters. And if you're curious about the creative process like we are, stick around right here. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories and interviews from the world's biggest stars and most creative minds. You'll take away artistic gems to fuel your own creative process and get that project started already. Or get the mojo to keep on going. That's right. It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Hey guys, it's Allie along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo, and we're so happy you're joining us once again for the Mulberry Lane Show. Sit back, relax. This next hour, we're going to have a lot of fun. All right. Well, you know, just like a rubber band, to move forward, you have to stretch yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to take those chances, get out of your comfort zone. There's nothing stopping you. Yes, Rachel, and today you're going to hear from some guests who are going to help you get out of your normal routine, take those chances, and move one step closer towards your goals. Let's Let's get to it, sisters. Okay, Bo, let's go. Woo! The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're gonna have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Well, first up today, you're gonna hear from Dana Williams of super country group Diamond Rio. Now, you know Diamond Rio from this hit. One more day. One more time. And this one. I'd start walking your way. You'd start walking mine. We meet in the middle. And there's so many others. And not that anyone's counting, but they were named Top Vocal Group for the Academy of Country Music six times. They have 13 Grammy nominations, and they were nominated for Vocal Group of the Year 15 times. Today you're going to hear from Dana about some upcoming tour dates in the Midwest, their new album called I Made It. And if you're wondering how you can improve your working relationships with people, Dana has some pretty good advice on how six burly guys managed to survive on a bus for many years. Mm-hmm. Okay, girls, who's next? Okay, come on, people now. Smile on your brother. Come on, people now. Smile on your brother. Everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. You know who sang those lyrics? Jesse Colin Young of the Young Bloods joins your weekend. Hear the story about the discovery of this gem of a song and how it became a cultural icon throughout the decades. And if you've ever had to put your dream to the side to deal with the health crises, Jesse will let you know that you can come through it and come back stronger than ever. He's got a new album out here all about dreamers. A great chat today with Jesse Colonia. Then, ever wonder what it's like to be YouTube famous? Enter singer, songwriter, and video blogger Tessa Violet. She has over 1.5 million subscribers, and today she's going to share with you some of the steps she took to get there, her thoughts on what and what not to share, and how it's important to keep some things private. She's learned this along the way. Her latest release is Crush from the album Bad Ideas. But I could be a crush, I could feel you for a rush, I could Tessa is definitely a unique artist, forging her one-of-a-kind journey with her one-of-a-kind songs. Well, before we take a deep dive into the show, we have a little follow-up on last week's story. Rachel went through a Taco Bell, and what happened, Rachel? Yes, I ordered a beef power burrito, and I was told they don't have beef, they just have steak. So I told the story on the air last weekend. We found it pretty funny because we were thinking, you know, steak is always beef. So we were like, oh, it's the same thing. 
So come to find out, these Nebraska sisters are wrong, and you might be nodding your head in agreement with this, too. Yes, we heard from one of our listeners, and he wrote to us and said, you know what, not to criticize or anything, but there are lots of different kinds of steak. That are not beef. That are not beef. He actually sent some recipes. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Todd. Shark steak, pork steak, venison steak, and elk steak. So I guess we retract our statement that steak is always beef. But I will say that when you go through the Taco Bell drive-thru, you are not expecting any other kind of steak than beef steak. (laughs) Now watch, they're going to release a new elk steak taco. (laughs) And also, we want to say that we love hearing from you guys. So if you have any feedback about our show, you can always email us at themulberrylaneshow at gmail.com. And you're going to have to tell us what you think about this next guest. Dana Williams from Diamond Rio. Up next, right after the break. We'll meet you back here on the Mulberry Lane Show, right around the corner. I'm Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. This segment is brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology, advanced comprehensive medical, surgical, and cosmetic dermatologic care. BraddockFinnegan.com. Find the harmony here on the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo. Welcome back. Well, the songs Meet in the Middle, Beautiful Mess, and One More Day are just a few of the number one Billboard singles by country supergroup Diamond Rio. Now, this Grammy-winning, harmony-laden band swings through the heartland July 12th and 13th in Geneva and Gearing, Nebraska, and then again July 27th in Wayne. Now, Dana Williams from the group is here joining your weekend to chat the new album, I Made It, the tour, and how the band has kept it going for 25 years strong. Welcome, welcome to the show, Dana Williams. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to be here. Great well, to have awesome you. awesome having you here. So, what can yeah. people expect from this tour? Oh, my goodness. You know what? I am the newest member in the band, and I'm celebrating 30 years. Okay. And we just go out and play our Rio music. We're so blessed and honored to have so many records that people know, and we love to see everybody singing along and all that. I bet. We play as many as we possibly can throughout an hour and however long they let us play. (laughs) Okay, so now the new album, I Made It. How would you describe your approach to this album? We had went a while. We'd done a Christmas record, and we did a, a Christian record. And we did a live CD, and it had just been a while since we had done a studio record. So we just kind of went in, and we had a bunch of songs that we had saved back and had found and this and that. We just went in, and it was good to get back to the studio and be able to to just really tie in on something, you know? Yeah, so now the secret sauce of the harmonies. How do you record? We pretty much have uh, Marty... Of course, goes in and sings the lead vocal, and then Gene goes in and does the uh, tenor parts, and then I come in and do all, all the rest of it, and okay. uh, seems to go together pretty good like that, you yeah, know? Yeah, it, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so now, Diamond Rio was one of the only groups, all you guys played all the instruments on all your records, so in a town of session musicians, back in the beginning, was that hard to get that done? We were very fortunate to have a, a, a record president, a fellow by the name of Tim Dubois at the time, and he was also our co-producer on our projects. You know, he just believed in us, and he didn't give us 
issue with that at all. He believed in what we did and how we played, and he thought that, hey, man, if we want a Rio record, these are the guys that's going to do it the way they do it, you know. And that was so nice we never to have had that kind of support. Yeah, yeah, and we had it all along, you know. I mean, I guess once you prove yourself, it's easier for them to believe in you. But When your first release goes to number one, that probably gave you a lot of clout at that point. It definitely helped, let me just tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So now you were talking a little earlier, you know, you had all the success. Six-time Academy of Country Music, top vocal group, 13 Grammy nominations, 15 times you guys were vocal group of the year nominees. Then you made the Christmas album, the Christian album, and then at some point in there you kind of found yourself between genres, you know, the country and the Christian and all that. And I'd like for you to speak to that for a minute, because I think a lot of people in their life, no matter what they do, sometimes find themselves caught between. So talk a little bit about going through that season and then also, you know, staying true to who you are. Well, you know, when we did the Christian CD, we got approached from Word Records because they had heard One More Day. Okay, yeah. And and they had heard things like I Believe and... Mm-hmm. And I think through our music, it had become clear that, you know, we were definitely all believers in the band, and Christianity was definitely a part of, of our lives. And very through in the music. Yeah, I think it did. And so when they approached us to do a Christian record, uh, it really wasn't a big stretch for us. We were like, hey, that sounds great. We'd love to do that. So we did, and the thing that was interesting is, we started getting people talking to us about, so you guys have moved, now you're a Christian band. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're just Diamond Rio, man. We just did a Christian record, and, uh, well, uh, what made you turn to Christian? And it's like, uh, <laughs> we're not really turning to anything. We're just, you know. <laughs> we're sharing more of who we are. Yeah, I mean, it was really difficult. All of a sudden, we found ourselves having to come up with explanations of something that we didn't really realize you needed one. Yes, isn't that funny And then you find yourself defensive over something that you shouldn't have to be defensive about. Right. We just thought it was great songs and had a great message and meaning. And hey, man, we've always been about that. Well, in case you just joined us, you're listening to Dana Williams of the country supergroup Diamond Rio here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Then when you went back to do your Studio Country album, did you have any Christian music fans that were like, oh, now you're going back to country? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure that we just didn't totally confuse everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm glad that you guys, you know, you got to do where your heart goes. And, you know, that and is a part of who you are. Genres can be very limiting, you know, in music, especially you're defined as one thing. And if you step outside of that, some people just don't like that. Or, or they ask questions. Yeah, it, it really showed us how separate the worlds are. I mean, I remember we did a showcase at the beginning of when we released that Christian CD. you got to know this was several years after One More Day had been out and had been number one twice. And it was a great big record for us. Yeah. Right. And this was years after that. We do this showcase for this Christian record. We did one more day, and, and after the show, this Christian uh, radio guy come up to us and said, uh, hey, man, you guys should record that one more day song. That's really good. <laughs> it so, says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it just shows you 
just how separated that the genres really are, you know. And uh, in a sense, that's kind of sad. And in another sense, I guess that's the way it's got to be. It makes right. sense. In a and sense, it makes sense. It yeah. Also, it also shows how powerful that song is, though, because he heard it once as many people, you know, on first listen. And right. they right. Loved, yeah. loved it. So then yeah. now you guys have been together, same lineup you know, since the start. So do you have any tips on keeping a relationship, no matter what kind of relationship it is, work or personal or whatever, you know, keeping it together and being able to find the good and come together over and over? I'll tell you one of the things is uh, from the very beginning, when we first started, we come together as six of us and we made a pact that there's going to be no practical joking Wow. No fooling around and no practical joking amongst us. Okay. Because that could really create issue. And backfire. And then, yeah. And then in that pact also, we said, no uh, jacking around somebody if they fall asleep. (laughs) 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 If they they fall asleep in the front lounge or something like that, just leave them be. No jacking around with them. (laughs) So, So there's the secret to a happy relationship. <laughs> I must have been speaking from experience. Well, we were old enough and wise enough to know that both of those things can get way out of hand after you've been on the road, you know, a long period. Little things can blow up into major, major things, just like husband and wife, you know. And, and yes. we're like, hey, man, we're living on 45 feet together, six early old boys. We gotta be a little careful here. <laughs> well, you know, six burly guys that can be on a bus together for that long, you gotta know you know what you're talking about. Everybody's got opinions and everybody's got personalities and all that kind of stuff. And if you're gonna work together, you gotta be sensitive to everybody. So, yeah, yeah so true. So, right. And then before we let you go, what's next for Diamond Rio? We're just out, of course, coming to a town near you. And then come November, we are doing our third year of Christmas tour. And we have a special Christmas show that we do. And we've really been enjoying that. And folks have really been uh, coming out for that. And we really have been enjoying that a lot. There's there's nothing uh, better than Christmas music and beautiful harmonies. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it's a whole different vibe for us. So yeah, I even pull out my little sweaters start wearing <laughs> <laughs> and you know what it's a place where your country and christian fans can go right <laughs> there you go there you go man yeah okay. get them all you yeah. get them all all right well dino thanks so yep. much for calling into the show enjoyed the chat and we'll have to catch up with you down the road all right thank you dana williams diamond rio when we come back you'll hear from jesse colin young of the young bloods best known for the hit get together if you've ever had to face some adversity or health crises and had to put your dream on the back burner he gives you hope he faced it and is pursuing his dream bigger and better than ever keep it right here with your radio sisters on the mulberry lane show taking you to break with the massive hit from diamond rio one more day Last night I had a crazy dream Wish was granted just for me It could be for anything I didn't ask for money Or imagine Malibu I simply wished for one more day with you 
Braddock Finnegan Dermatology is here to tell you about Aqua Gold. So Aqua Gold is a small vial that has small stainless steel needles that are finer than a human hair in which we can leave product in the surface of the skin. The procedure takes about 15 minutes for the whole face. It gives a very dewy look, an airbrushed look. There's mild redness, otherwise no downtime at all. Aqua Gold at Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. That's BraddockFinnegan.com. Your creative fueling station, the Mulberry Lane Show. Glad you're here with us. I'm Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. Well, you know the iconic song, Get Together, originally recorded by the Young Bloods. Well, singer-songwriter Jesse Colin Young of the Young Bloods joins your weekend right now to chat his latest album, Dreamers, and how he's managed to record his most personal album yet. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Jesse Colin Young. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank it's you. so nice to have you on the show. So now, Dreamers, oh. you feel like is your most personal album yet. So why now and what inspired the album? Well, first I had to get sick. 2009, diagnosed with Lyme disease. So oh, wow. I had to stop playing for six or seven years and work on trying to get well because I'd had it for 20 years and if you don't catch it right away and treat it with doxycycline you know so far they haven't figured out a way to so how bad did you get I got crazy (laughs) a lot of joint pain but at the time I started talking about it I talked to musicians who lost the use of their hands and couldn't play I didn't get there Uh, I also talked to other people who were in wheelchairs and I didn't get there Mm -hmm. I was still on my feet still singing but I couldn't make the road. So in 2006, I'm getting my strength back, and here comes my son coming out of Berkeley College of Music, Tristan. So I go to his senior recital, and God, these kids just blew me away. And I ran up to him after the show, and I said, we got to have a band together. He said, really, Dad? You ready? You feeling strong enough? I said, yeah, I want it. I haven't been blown away by music a lot in my life. Uh And maybe it helped because there were no vocals in the band. They were just playing instrumentally, like fusion. And I heard myself, I could put my voice into, <laughs> I just heard it. You knew it would uh, work. Yes, I knew it would work. So I said, I'm going to record with these kids. Wow. They're killing it. Uh, and I went to Nashville, because I live here part-time in the South, okay. when we're not in, in Hawaii. Found a studio and a producer, Colin Linden. Beautiful dobro slide. Uh, mandolin player. Wow. And in March of 18, we went in and, and made the record. Singer-songwriter from the Youngbloods, Jesse Cullen Young, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So, Jesse, when were these songs written? Were they written while you were ill, or were they you know, more like written in the last year? Well, certainly Look Over Yonder was written when I was sick, but most of them were written after six years of being sick to be able to come out and just feel like, whoa, I'm, I'm going to do this. It's I like a rebirth, writing. really. Yes, a, really a rebirth in a most wonderful way. Mm-hmm. I've been playing with a seven 
20-year-olds who really know what they're doing. <laughs> and every night, the energy coming off the stage, marvelous. So touring with your son and his friends, you know, was it kind of like starting over a little bit, you know, without the hardships of the music business and the <laughs> jadedness and all of that? Yeah. I was less in love with the road itself. You know, I used uh-huh. to love... In the 70s, I would get off the stage and jump in the motorhome with the band and uh-huh. drive. Uh-huh. I wasn't doing any of that this time. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> but on stage was some of the most beautiful nights I have ever had in my life. Wow. wow. You know, you guys know what it's like yeah. when it's just happening. And you it's know, right. If you're careful yeah. and you don't pay too much attention to it to say, wow, we really sound good. That's usually what interrupts the flow. Right. Uh, of uh, what I would call the moment madness. I yeah, guess. the moment. Uh-huh. Right. Now, on the album Dreamers, you know, there's a lot of different styles. Is that kind of chasing the talents of the different people in the band, their strengths? Not really. Those are all my... Well, Cast the Stone it was triggered by the Boston bombing at the uh, marathon okay. in which Tristan was in school. All those kids were in Berkeley, three blocks from that. So. Wow. And then... You know, when I thought Boston, Irish, I've got some of that in me, I said, this is Celtic. And out it came like that. And, uh-huh. and right when we recorded it, the engineer said, you know, I have one of those Irish drums in my attic. Oh, awesome. And I said, bring it, bring out. it down. <laughs> and Donnie, our drummer, learned to play it in like a day and a half uh-huh. and then recorded the intro. Yeah. Okay. All the other stuff, Shapeshifters, isn't blues, but it is informed by the blues. Uh-huh. My love of the blues. There's the song about Lyme disease. Some guy said when I got to the cuts like a dull knife, he said he got a chill down his back. Uh-huh. And I just talked to my daughter, Julie, and she said, Dad, I burst into tears. I never knew you were going through mm. anything like that. Wow. Yeah, so that's what Lyme life is about. It's okay. to make people feel how awful this disease is and to take care not to get it and to to raise uh, awareness awareness of it because it needs federal money for research those of us who could use the money. Not a whole lot is known about it, really. Yeah. Singer-songwriter Jesse Cullen Young here on the Mulberry Lane Show, best known for the song Get Together, talking about having a resurgence of his career after years of dealing with Lyme disease. The album is called Dreamers. Be right back with more from Jesse demonstrating how you can come back after hardship and adversity and reclaim your dream. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Taking you to break with the song On and On from Jesse Cullen Young's new album Dreamers. Being a lover goes on and on You hold each other when things go wrong You celebrate when you get it right Dream your dreams together in bed each night You raise a family, you build a home You know that when you hurt, you're not alone Get fueled up right here with brand new ideas. Thanks for hanging out with your radio sisters. I'm Rachel here with Bo and Allie. Let's get back to it. 
Well, right now you're hearing from Jesse Cullen Young of the Youngbloods. Now they're best known for their hit, Get Together. If you're just tuning in, this is part two. Jesse was just talking about dealing with the debilitating effects of Lyme disease. So if you've ever dealt with adversity or putting your dream on hold because of things that happen in life, You'll be encouraged to know that you can come through the worst of it. And like Jesse, he's pursuing that dream once again. Jesse is doing what he feels is the best music of his life. The latest album is called Dreamers. So guys, let's jump back in now with Jesse Cullen Young. So now Roseanne well, Cash made an appearance on the album. Yes, she did. And then I want to write a song about the earth and the environment. And it comes out as a like a... Uh, a waltz from Louisiana, a Cajun oh, waltz. Okay. And I'm sitting here <laughs> writing it, thinking like, whoa, this is weird. <laughs> we Where did this come Cajun, from? <laughs> Cajun waltz about, look up, people, let's pay attention. The earth is trying to say, we're about to go crazy and you guys are going to catch it. So do what you can. Get together with each other and do what you can to stop this or slow it down anyway. All of these, from Cajun music to the blues and country and rock and roll. These are all my roots. So okay. these just came out. Ways. Whatever way I presented them with just the acoustic guitar and the rhythms and stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, my drummer, Donnie, used to say, yeah, you don't have to tell me what to play. It's all in your rhythm playing. Mm. And they just kind of climbed on whatever direction I was going in and were able to amplify it and just take off on. You trusted the direction that each song took. I mean, you went with it. You didn't say, oh, I have to stay within these parameters. You just pushed. No. Yeah. No, it's too late for that kind of thing <laughs> in my life. It's like, I love what? that. It's happening? Go Bring with it. it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> now, you have to take us through the coming together of the song Get Together, so take us through that. Yes, I'm in the village. And I'd already spent a couple of years playing in folk music. I met Corbett, the guy I'd formed the Youngbloods with. We're back in the village. We're working at the Cafe at Go-Go um, as a house band. Okay. And I go in there one Sunday afternoon thinking uh, maybe it's dark because, I mean, that's when we rehearsed. When the club was closed, we'd go in there and work like mad trying to make a folk rock band out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was an open mic. And... Buzzy Linhart was on stage, and he sang it together. And I ran back in the dressing room and said, well, we didn't say dude in those days. What did I say? Man, <laughs> give me those lyrics. I'm in love. Uh-huh. And he wrote them out for me, laughed at me. And because Dina Valenti, who had written the song, had gone to the West Coast a year before and became part of the San Francisco scene uh-huh. with Quicksilver. Uh-huh. But he left that song in the village, and all the village people like Buzzy knew it. So I took it into rehearsal the next day with the Youngbloods. And so when we signed with RCA, I knew that would be part of the first album. So actually, you were kind of the one that brought it mainstream. Oh, absolutely. I loved it. I was the bass player at that time. That's why it starts with a bass lick. I became the bass player because we had three guitar players and we couldn't find a good bass player. So <laughs> I just said, if McCartney can do this, it can be done. You, know, <laughs> you can sing, lead, and play bass. That song has been such an important part of you know so many cultural moments. So what is that like, having been a part of that and seeing how the song has lived on in so many ways? You know, you see in the life of Get Together in this album. Uh, if you look at the picture of the kids in the back with me, mm-hmm. you see it in their eyes. Mm-hmm. They believe in get together. Mm-hmm. They're all millennials. 
some of them barely 20, and they all believe. So the spirit of get-together is in this record. When I heard that song, I knew that I had found my path. Mm -hmm. And I've sung it every night that I played for 50 years, and it's still fresh, and especially when the people sing the chorus. It's... um, it's the best part of the show for me. It probably never gets old. It never gets old. I mean, it's church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. Would you say it's the theme to your life? It is. I mean, I I was kind of an angry young man when I discovered that. And I remember my manager uh, saying to me, you know, it's kind of a weird song for you. You're kind of an angry young man. <laughs> I, said, I said, this is my path forward. This uh-huh. is our path forward. And then, you know, a year from then, we take the band to San Francisco, where in 1967, people really believed right. that the path forward was love. Uh-huh. It still is. It still I mean, is. Love answers yep. so many of the questions that life asks us to answer, um, sometimes in very difficult and painful ways. A lot of times the answer is, once again, is love. Mm-hmm calling us to come forward and do something in love that we, you know, find very difficult yeah. and find out it's a, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to get to the other side of it to kind of realize it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining the show and bringing the album with its theme of coming together and love. The world certainly needs it, and we appreciate you being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well... Maybe I'll see you on the road or in your hometown. That would be great. Are you going on tour? In the fall. Okay, so So if you come through the Midwest, let us know. We'd love it. Yeah, I will. I would love to do that. Jesse Colin Young, originally with the Young Bloods here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Check out his new album, Dreamers. Up next, you're going to meet YouTube star Tessa Violet. We're going to take you to break with the Young Bloods classic, Get Together. You can make the mountains ring. Oh, make the angels cry Though the bird is on the wing And you may not know why Come on, people now Smile on your brother Everybody get together Albert, Albert Einstein. Creativity is contagious. Pass it on. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. Well, self-made rising pop star Tessa Violet is one of the new crop of online viral musicians who have tons of followers and are rewriting the definition of music star. You're going to get a behind-the-scenes look at what drives Tessa, how she's writing her own ticket, and hear all about her music and hustle right now. Tessa Violet, a vibey girl, working it. Hello, hi, thanks for having me. Hi, great to have you. That's so fun. Okay, so Tessa, you've listened to our show, and you know we have a lot of traditional music stars on the show, but you represent a paradigm shift in the music industry. So talk to us about your path to focusing mostly on music now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I started when I was 17 doing video blogs. That was before I discovered 
music in the way that I have now. And it wasn't until I was 23, my friend left his guitar in my car and then moved to Oakland. Okay. And I was like, hey, give me your address. I can get this guitar back to you. It's such a shame that no one's playing it. And he never did. I was like, maybe I could play guitar. So that was a sign of your next path. Yeah, it felt like one. I really wanted some new creative outlet, and I started playing guitar, and I started writing. And that was the beginning. So then I saw your vlog about the year leading up to this album release. And you spent most of the year writing, working on the album, and not doing as many videos. And so talk a little bit about that year and how it led to this album and the emotions that you've gone through. Well, I'd just been through a breakup. Many other things in my life were kind of coming into focus. And I just felt like, what could I possibly say online about any of this? Like, I'm still going through it. I don't have perspective on it yet. Right. And I think that's important when you're sharing something online. It's great to be vulnerable, but you also want to make sure that you understand it first. And I just felt like I don't understand any of this. But um, a real safe place to work through that is songwriting. Right. Exactly. The album's called Bad Ideas. Okay. And you got to tell the story behind that because that's so funny <laughs> and so relatable, too. Yeah. Ugh. So, you know, it's the name of the song, it's the name of the project. It's the theme of my entire life thus far. Um, <laughs> it's the thing of realizing like a choice you can make of like, oh, you know, maybe this guy isn't that into me or maybe I don't think he'd be that good for me or like maybe I shouldn't drink so much tonight. It's just seeing that it's like these are bad ideas. Uh-huh. But the high of doing it right now is just, you can't pass it up. Or I felt like I couldn't. Like, right. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's worth whatever consequences I'm going to face. I just want to feel good right now. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we're all victims of that at times. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right now, you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show. And you're hearing from singer, songwriter, and video blogger Tessa Violet. And she has over 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube. So now a lot of people would look at you and you've been doing this for a while. You have a lot of followers and they would say, how did she get there? You know, it takes so much bravery to do this. So what would you say? How do you condense what you've accomplished in a few sentences? With songwriting, and my friend said to me recently, a fellow songwriter, who said, write what's true. And I know that that's been true for me, that when I write about something that is real, the more personal, the more universal. Right. The other part of that is I write a lot of songs, and a lot of them are really forgettable, and you just hear the ones that are good. And I started late, you know, so I think, if anything, I'd like to use that to encourage people that it's not too late to try something new or to learn something new. And I guess there's this real pressure, I think, to, like, make sure your face is out there, especially if you're doing something in the arts, especially if you're doing something creative. Like, be on every platform, really get yourself out there. That's good advice to get your art out there. But it also takes an emotional toll on you. And if it's something that you don't find joy in doing, it's not fun for you to share and to be public that way, maybe it's okay to not be doing it because it is a lot. Yeah. You found that you had to take a break. Absolutely. Uh And I think I'm more private now. Um, I've definitely been posting a lot less recently. So now on the show, we like to encourage people to follow their creative path and their muse and whatever inspires them. So now for an artist who's kind of writing her own way, making your own path, motivation is such a hard thing. How do you stay motivated? Okay, I have kind of a funny one for this. Okay. Maybe it's not. I don't know. 
So when I first started learning guitar, it's a nightmare to learn guitar. It hurts. You get blisters. You're so bad at it. You don't understand how people sing and strum at the same time. But in those early days, I think, I'm going to work at this so hard. And one year from now, people are going to be like, wow, I can't believe you learned that in a year. I'm going to be like, yeah, no big deal. So (laughs) I definitely use a lot of forward thinking to motivate myself. Like, how good am I going to feel about myself if I can get through the work of it now? And a year from now, I can celebrate having done it. And you met the goal that you wanted to meet. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can play by ear now. That's something I never would have imagined. That's That's very cool. So now you have several videos that have, you know, millions of plays. Did that surprise you when you started out this journey that you would reach that kind of an audience? Um, I don't think so. Maybe that sounds very self-involved. Maybe not. I guess I always just had this attitude of, why not me? You know, it does happen to people because it's this mix of like talent, hard work and luck. So who's to say that I won't be someone who happens to have the luck? You know what? That's a really awesome answer. It's really refreshing to hear that. And I think a big component of success is realizing that you are enough and the why not me attitude. Yeah, it's just like you know, it happens to someone. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> so now this is the first time you're working with a marketing company and kind of bringing this more into the mainstream music business. So how has that been yeah. shifting from kind of an indie artist who did everything herself to bringing other team members on and, you know, learning this side of things? Oh, it's been so much fun. Okay. I never had a manager before now. I think I felt very kind of cagey and unsure about trusting someone, but I met someone who I really, really like. And it's been really encouraging and validating, whereas before it's very much like, I'd be like, well, I think it's cool. I hope that's enough. Now it's great to have a team that are like, we think it's cool too. And Uh you have people to celebrate with. Awesome. Would you say you're still the driver of the creative vision? Yeah, definitely. Okay. It probably had to be that way, I think, for you. Yeah, I think so. What I like so much is making the art. So right. if someone was like, you're going to be super successful, but here's the songs you're going to sing, you can I think that. I'd pass on that. Yes. Okay. It's good to know yourself as an artist that way, too, because a lot of times you can end up super personally unhappy when you make decisions that aren't in line with who you are and what you're about. Yeah, and what brings you joy? So now, where can people learn more about you? You guys, you can find me at Tessa Violet, everywhere people are found. Hmm, That's a great way to put it. Well, Tessa, we want to thank you for joining the show, talking about your creative journey, how you've gotten to where you are. It's been exciting catching up with you. You're a very original artist. You're going to have to check in with us down the road. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are very insightful and easy to talk with. Oh, thank thank you. you. That's singer, songwriter, and video blogger Tessa Violet here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Here's a sample of her song, Crush. But I could be a crush, I could throw you for a rush I could hope and text me so I could tell you I've been thinking about your touch I could touch, 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 touch I could be a crush, 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 crush I got a fascination Well guys, it's time for our favorite part of the show This is Show Notes This is the best advice from each guest That your radio sisters have handpicked for you To take into your week Hey, let's kick it off with Dana Williams of Country Supergroup 
Diamond Rio. Dana said there's six burly guys who have shared a tour bus over many years and they figured out a thing or two about how to make a relationship work. Now he says everybody's got opinions and everybody's got personalities and if you're gonna make it work you gotta be sensitive to everybody. So they had a pact. They had two rules of the road. One, no practical jokes because sometimes they get out of hand and when you're together all the time it can really cause problems. The second one is no messing with anyone who's fallen asleep in the front cabin of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and so what your radio sisters took away from that, no matter what relationship you're trying to work on, it's good to set parameters in the beginning because they set these parameters and hey, they've been together for a really long time. Yeah, it works. <laughs> All right, Allie, who's next? Well, then you heard from Jesse Colin Young of the Youngbloods. And Jesse talked about how he suffered for years with the debilitating effects of Lyme disease. And he said so many of the questions that life asks us to answer Sometimes in very difficult and painful ways, a lot of the times the answer is love. Calling us to come forward and do something in love that we find very difficult and find out that it's a blessing. So if you're facing something difficult this week, remember to answer in love. Sage advice there. And next piece of advice came from Tessa Violet. Well, Tessa has had a relatively fast ride to her YouTube fame. And she said she's always kept with her an attitude of why not me? She said that she believes success is a mix of talent, hard work, and luck. And her attitude is who's to say that I won't be someone who happens to have that luck. It happens to someone, so why not me? So we think this is some cool advice for you to take into your week. Think to yourself, good things happen to someone why not me and why not join us next weekend same time same place we'll be right here waiting for you on the sister couch Bo, stay happy and stay blessed Allie don't forget to be awesome Rachel that's a wrap hope you had a good 4th of July